Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 503 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Stephen Kyle Brackey and Ben Funky Askren. How you doing, guys? Oh, I'm doing good. Really good. Good. Glad to hear it. Caleb, we got, I got a crazy echo. I don't know if you know anything about that, but you could eliminate the echo. There we go. You got you got to persist under tough conditions here, piles. I know, but I could. <laughs> but you can also eliminate the tough conditions, thus making me soft. Soft. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it, Ben. Ah, like Le- soft like LeBron James. What's up, oh, here, Ricky? Oh, here uh, we go. I'm not even. I'm not even taking the <laughs> don't, bait. Don't indulge. I'm not. Don't indulge that. <laughs> you know fellow, what? I still. You know what? A fellow 2008 Olympian, LeBron James. You guys are teammates, basically. And that's how you're going to treat your partner. You're a bad teammate. Ben Askren's a bad that's teammate. That's Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Olympic LeBron James. Yeah, Olympic too. champion. I didn't get a medal shit. <laughs> um, I still haven't watched episode 10 of The Last Dance. You know, I watched all those to catch up, and I got to go watch episode 10 at some point. Man, so, well, definitely do that. I don't know how you made it through nine of, like, the most compelling, interesting thing. You're like, 10, like, ah. It was well, awesome. It was really good, right? I started yeah. Lance. So Lance is interesting. It's about Lance Armstrong, the cyclist. For, this is interesting for a couple reasons. We're not really talking about this, but since he said last dance, I want to mention this. Sure, let's go. The, the, the big difference between those two documentaries, I'm guessing, are Michael Jordan had final say and basically editorial control over the last dance. Lance Armstrong clearly does not because, like, it's – he's – Early on, like pretty well trashed by a lot of people, and I'm sure it's not gonna not going to stop. Of course. Um, well, I got two questions on that. Number one, do you know do you know that Michael Jordan had editorial c- control? And then number two would be, um, is Lance like did he take part in it knowing? I mean, he had to take part in it knowing people would trash him, right? I mean, that had to be kind of suspected as the outcome. Of course, but um, and yeah, Michael did have. Uh, some level of. I believe that's upset. the only reason he agreed to do it. Yeah. Oh. Plus, I think they paid him like forty million dollars. Well, yeah. That was that was another reason, but there. So that two, that was two big reasons for Michael. That was probably probably worth it on their part. Oh, for sure. I mean, it ended up probably, yeah. it's probably their biggest piece of media. Although I will say, for for my money, the OJ documentary is actually better. That was. You know what? I have not watched that one. Oh my gosh! It's so dang. Good. I know. It, it's um, it really is just it's amazing. Um, Did you have you seen like the news stories that Scottie Pippen's not pleased with the way he has been portrayed? Well, really? Yeah, I could. So oh, man. early on, I was like, dude, Scottie Pippen was a dog. But then you've got the one time he wouldn't go in the game for because the play wasn't drawn for him, and Kukoc making that shot was so yeah. perfect. And then the migraine game, which you could tell Michael. Did not believe he had a migraine. No, no. <laughs> so it. I mean, I can imagine, but that that is the record. And also, also like those things happened. They did happen. That that's that is an interesting thing. Like disgusting things that happened are often not appreciated, or like there's it's still a sensitive thing. But what was most interesting to me was Pippen was talking about. Um, not going in the game or whatever, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I apologize, blah, blah, blah. He's like, but if I could do it all over again, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> it's like, so what are you even sorry for, dude? You didn't, you didn't go to the game. 
Yeah, uh, you're you're a worse teammate than Ben Askren who threw LeBron James he, under the bus. He, he probably felt he probably felt multiple uh, multiple ways about it. You know, he probably had mixed feelings on the subject, which you know means some and some reasons he feels a little apologetic. And other reasons he realizes the outcome, so he he do it the same way. I don't think he should. It's, I don't think Scottie Pippen should feel all that bad about it. I mean, I think that stuff was no. It did. Uh, probably a large uh, a generation of people were made aware that he didn't go in that game that he had a, a migraine the migraine game um so but yeah. you you know that stuff's gonna come up scotty my wife said i like scotty pippen i think he's good at wild watch she didn't know much about him so i guess uh it wasn't all bad scotty yeah uh, so anyways uh, watch lance i've only through episode one is fascinating i i will watch it if espn does not foil me again it is a terrible. That app is really bad. But I you need to out. talk to your employers here. Yeah, don't you kind of work for them? I uh, well, I think I'm ten ninety nine. Ten ninety nine. I don't think I'm officially employed. Okay. Well, let me know when you get the when you get the. <laughs> I actually don't because I don't know. They would probably be like, "Why are you doing this podcast with these guys?" That'd be bad. Man. Yeah. Well, I think I told them I was going to talk. I, I mean, I told them when I went there. I'm like, well. You know, I know you guys want me to talk about MMA. I just want to go to. The, I just want to do the NCAA tournament. That's all. I, that's all I really want to do. And I got it. And then, and then the NCAA tournament got canceled for the first time in like seventy-five years. Like, ah, uh, terrible. Unlucky. Do you know we were going to have it in a football stadium this year, Christian? And now no. we're not going to get to do that. Now we can't even have it in a wrestling room. Terrible. Do you know how awesome that was going to be? It was going to be the best. And. I don't want oh, to talk man. about it. It's so sad. Okay. It's so Let's terrible. Go. Let's talk about the future. Not the, the past. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> great Mark McGuire. Hey, James Green to Virginia Tech. James, I think, maybe is going to come on. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah. I hope so. I told people he was coming on. Okay. Well, you know uh, what? I think he's I, coming on. Yeah. I mean, one of the questions I, I'm, I'm curious, and I didn't get to watch the full beta show last night, but – um, you know, he's not really a 74 kg guy. He's more of no. a 70, 70 kg guy. And I almost feel like it's torture. Some of these guys, cause the, the gaps are so large, but some of these 70 or 79s, um, you know, they're essentially forced to go one direction, which maybe doesn't all the way suit them. And, but then the one thing is, well, it's only one year. You can make the sacrifice for one year. Oh, surprise. It's actually two years. Sorry guys. Yep. Two years. It's tough. Yeah, and he he discussed that on on the Bader show. Like, since the quarantine, he's had a hard time keeping the weight on because he's not working out as much, which means he's not eating as much. And he's not able to, you know. It's one thing if you're you know about the weight you should be rest wrestling at, you can get a lot done with just like you know you can do cardio and a lot of body weight stuff. But he, if you're trying to add mass the right way, it, you. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure you have to lift heavy to do that and lift weights. It's going to be really hard to do yeah. just like pull-ups, push-ups, and running and wrestling, right? So he's trying to build his body up to 74. He's like, talked about how it's really hard for him. And he's like yeah. 167 right now, which that's not what... Think about, think about what Godoyev probably walked around at before he made 74 <laughs> kilograms and had a, had a bloody diaper on his head. <laughs> and he lost the Seriously. Olympic. What a visual. Uh, so, yes, going to Virginia Tech, he discussed a lot about the Pool East, his family being from him being from the East Coast. I, I don't know where his wife's from, but it kind of sounded like she's from out that way as well, both sides of the family and a lot of family in the D.C. area. So Virginia Tech a couple hours from there and 
certainly understand that pull. Did, did he talk about how much longer he wants to compete? Like, is it 2024, 2028? Is it he's no. done and he wants to coach? Can you imagine if he said, I'm going through 28? <laughs> I'd be like, wow, you know that's that? What Kyle, that's what Kyle Snyder says. I mean, Kyle Snyder says, like, four Olympic cycles. So that would actually be 16, 20, 24. Yeah, 28. Uh-huh. Crazy. Yeah, that's – we'll see. I mean, I hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Holy cow. That's a – that's it's presumptuous. Right? You're, just, you're you're assuming a lot about what your body's gonna do, and um, yeah. So well, well, James, he was saying like he's not gonna be done. It didn't sound like he'd be done after 2021. He's like, I'll go back. He's like, I haven't decided for sure, but right now I feel like I would go back down to 70 and just go up for the Olympic years, which to me sounds like not done right. anytime soon. Yeah. I agree. What do you guys think about the training situation with Mikhail Lewis? I mean, I think that's that's pretty interesting. Um, you know, as I I think he's kind of a one cycle away from being a, a top contender. Obviously, he did shock us all in winning a um, an NCAA title as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and I I got to assume that that helps Mikhail Lewis quite a bit. Although those guys could be kind of going at it for you know I I see them both in say the three through seven range next year at the open slash trials. Oh, I don't know if they're even having the open, but the trials, right? Right. No, I, I, I kind of see it that way as well. It's, it's an interesting change up for, for James where he was kind of like, you know, the number two guy at, at Lincoln really behind, behind Jordan. And now he'll be the guy and he'll have this young apprentice type up and comer. Uh-huh. But, you know, Makai is a natural 74 kilograms. He's going to be on the bigger side at 74. And I could see in a, in a year or two, that's going to be a real scrap in there, you know, but it's just for one year, one Olympic. Um, and then they're just, you know, teammates and training partners, et cetera. I think, I think it's great. I think it's, I mean, you look at the talent around Makai that they have in the room there, you know, you've got Jared sure. Frayer, you've got some uh, talented middleweights. You've got James Green. I know that I'm pretty sure Jared trains with Makai or has trained with Makai, which is kind of crazy because he was a ni- big 97 pounder. But um. Um, I got a bunch more questions, but I'm you know I feel like guilty asking you guys when I should just ask James Green in uh you know 30 minutes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the rest of my questions. So why don't we why don't we discuss you know what's the impact here for Nebraska? What's the impact for Virginia Tech? What does this mean? Um, you know and well, I was, I, go ahead. Well, I think the interesting thing for Nebraska, and, and this is one I don't—I don't think Jordan Burroughs has said definitively, but you know, Nebraska has been, I guess, quality over quantity. They don't have a gigantic RTC like some, like say Minnesota, right? As I don't eight, eight to ten guys seemingly around at all times, um, and there's other larger RTCs. Nebraska has seemed to have two main focal points, being Green and Burroughs. Um, now Green is leaving, um, Burroughs. I got, I got to assume he's done after next year, but I, I guess who knows, right? Uh, if he is done, then who do they have left? Because, you know, who graduated this year? Isaiah White. I mean, I I, I don't want to crap on him because he's really good, but it's not like he's going to make the senior world team anytime soon, in my opinion. Um, right. So, you know, who is the Nebraska RTC going to bring in there? Yeah, I mean, I, well, one thing I like about the RTC is that, you know, the guys have this mobility. He's able to go from – Nebraska to Virginia Tech, and we saw when Kyle Snyder left Ohio State and went to Penn State, and then Ohio State replaced him, replaced him, quote, quotation marks, um, with Jaden Cox, right? So what's the move for, what's the move for uh, Nebraska. Nebraska after this? I mean, you know, obviously, Coach Manning's 
been able to do a lot. They had Don Bradley, I think, for a little bit there, if I'm remembering yep. correctly. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but beyond that, they haven't. Kendrick like, Maple, right? Yes, Kendrick Maple. But Maple was actually an assistant on their staff. Yeah. He I don't was, think he was actually RTC. Right. But he, you know, did probably, I'm sure he did RTC practices and whatnot with, with, the, with yeah. the squad. So I don't know. I'm sure Coach Manning is going to. Continue, and I am I am not convinced Burroughs will be done after 21. Now, I don't know. I got the impression after 2020 it wasn't going to be done, but then yeah. I don't know how 2021 – I mean, I think so much hinges on how he does, right? Sure, um, sure, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't – so I honestly don't if, know if success or – I know we're not really talking about Burroughs, but um, I don't know if, like, success or failure would drive him out, is more likely to drive him out, like – he doesn't make the team in 2021, would Jordan just say, okay, that's it? Or would he, if he wins, would he say, okay, I'll go out as a champion with six World and Olympic titles and be done with it, right? I don't, I don't know what it would mean. Yeah, that, that is a really interesting one. Uh, you know, which, which would make him stick around? Which would make him leave? Or is it independent of the result? Because, you know, in some cases – um, you know, if you won, you'd be like, well, that's the, that's the perfect exit. But then you might, you might also say, well, well, I can still win. Right. right. Um, and then obviously if you lose, you know, you might have that drive to say, um, well, I can get back on top, but then you might also say, well, I'm really old and getting back on top is going to be hard. And, you know, I'm now 32. I don't know how old it is, 31, 32. And I have other things I want to do with my life, um, which I don't know, you know, I don't know Jordan all that well, so I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and with, with James, uh, he had mentioned he wants to get into coaching at some point. So I'm curious what the next couple of years will will look like for him. Is he just going to remain kind of on the RTC with Southeast uh, RTC at Virginia Tech? Or will he move on to staff at some point? Um, but I'm curious. Yeah. curious well, one about. of the interesting things that I, I feel like I think could be really cool for some of these RTCs and I don't know that it doesn't happen, but I feel like some of these older athletes could almost be signed to an RTC as a, like a player coach. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Where they're still competing, but they're kind of getting towards the end. Then they start also coaching and taking over some of the duties there. Um, and then, you know, potentially when they're fully done, they either continue to coach at the RTC or, or go somewhere else. I, I don't think that's officially been done, although maybe, maybe unofficially, but I think that would be kind of a good move for some of these RTCs to do. Yeah. No, no question. I uh, he had mentioned the Penn RTC, and uh, Coach Slay had reached out. I'm actually surprised that he wouldn't have gone there, given how close yeah. that is to, <laughs> to to New Jersey. Which which makes damn it. Think, that's my question for later, piles. Oh, well, well, he he kind of discussed it a little bit uh, on on the Bader show, like just that Slay had reached out. It, well, I st- I don't know the answer. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he's got, so I guess the question I was going to ask is, you don't have, just have Penn RTC, you have New Jersey RTC, you have NYC RTC, uh, you have Lehigh Valley RTC, all are, are within, you know, probably uh, a couple hours, maybe even less of his house. Well, Ben, right? well, ben the, the answer is very, very obvious why he would go there. What? He wants to live Money? in Virginia, baby. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> have you ever been Said to Blacksburg? Who? Have you ever been to Black? Oh, my. Says who? 
says Please. who? Go yeah, ahead. actually, my uh, my new friend Paul Macbeth. He uh, he has a house in. Um, he's building this course in Good Virginia, which is actually fairly close. Do uh, you know where that is? It's fairly close to uh, Blacksburg, and that is one area of the United States I've never been to, and I need to go visit. Uh, Good West Virginia. No, it's called Good Virginia. G O O O G O O D E Virginia. Huh. Okay, I'll look it up right yeah. now. It's Good uh. Virginia. So actually. You know, I've been to oh, all 50 Bedford states, County. Christian. Okay. Yeah, I've been to all 50 states, but that is like that is like a black hole down there. So that like southern West Virginia, western Kentucky, northern kind of like that, like that's like a black hole for me. Like, uh, I don't know why anyone would go to that area of the United States. You need to- <laughs> that is the most disrespectful thing you've ever said on Ben. Here. Ben, <laughs> that you uh, listen, jokes are fine. We can pick on each other. You've gone too far. You've gone way too far, in fact. You need to come. You need to come to the Shenandoah Valley. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been there. So is that is that where you live, Christian? Like, is Bedford County? Is that where you? Where, no, uh, that's no? not. I mean, not far. Where's from Buffalo there. Gap? Where's Buffalo Gap? It's a little north, a little northwest of there, right on the um, West Virginia okay. Virginia border. Got it. So yeah, yeah, middle of nowhere. Also, also yes, it's great too. So I've been to like, uh, you know, D.C., Baltimore. I've been to Virginia Beach a whole bunch. I've been obviously to Super 32, Raleigh. I've been there a bunch. And and that area, which you're speaking of, it's just like this large, you know, circle gap for me that I've, I went to, I I did go to uh, Smoky Mountains one time. I I don't want to be, I don't make everyone mad, but I wasn't all that impressed by the Smoky Mountains. Um, (laughs) And, you know, never went back. They weren't that smoky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like yeah, Smoky Mountains, but it's 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 a different vibe in in Virginia for sure. It's not like the Smoky Mountains. Um, yeah, go on it, Ben. Yeah, you okay. haven't been to the best parts of Virginia, so yeah, he's got Blacksburg is a is a great place to live. Um, so I'm sure he'll like it. a good place to raise a family, and yeah, obviously great news for the Hokies, the Hokie middleweights, um, all in all, good stuff. More more talent. Headed to the ACC, which I love. I love the ACC. love the Virginia schools. So I was excited about this. Very good news. Absolutely. Um, so, so congrats to James, and we'll have him on, I think, around 9 o'clock. He had to take his daughter to daycare. He's a – remember, last year, he had just had this uh, – uh, his his daughter, like, two days before Final X. Like, the, the baby was born the day before weigh-ins, and then weigh-ins. Yeah, what? he came – to the press he should conference, plan, he should, he should plan a little better. He should plan that that birthday a little better. Yeah, Bader, Bader, yeah, Bader's uh, <laughs> had to miss NCAA's because of uh, sweet terrible Bella. Bader, terrible. <laughs> Loves love, Benjamin. Okay, so we'll talk more about uh, James Green, I'm sure, especially when he comes on. All right, where do Perfect. we want to go next? Kyle did the Iowa depth chart and uh, lineup look. Long term for Iowa. I'm I'm interested in this because I was doing that this morning. Unbeknownst to me, Kyle Bracky wrote this article already. Could have saved me a ton of time, but oh well. Well, um, I just finished it last <laughs> night. Okay, good, good. So I didn't like miss it completely because I had to, I had a few questions. As I was looking at this, but mm-hmm. why don't you give us the over the overview here? Well, they because uh, in the depth chart you do the way Nomad has done it, and I followed suit this year was you do. You kind of list out everyone they have at the weight in their order. Uh, and then you do uh, this year and the next few years coming up. So next year, Iowa loaded. Wow. So loaded. So loaded. <laughs> uh, 
really, I like the, lamp. For for me, really, the only like lineup question I had was, are these rumors of Kimmer going up true? Which mm-hmm. I don't know. That what he's going up to eighty four? You really is that really true? I That's don't really think so. I I don't think so. I okay. think they're a better team with him at seventy four, and I don't know. Well, but did we did we not discuss that Assad was going to redshirt? We did, but that was just someone someone said on Facebook chat. Hmm. And I guess yeah, you so could. It say, wasn't Tom Brands, was it? It was not. All right, never. Mind. And then what if Tom Brands has an alias though? He <laughs> might Terry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I went. I was on a uh, Hawkeye report. Um. And someone brought up that rumor that we talked about, and everyone was very much like, where are you hearing this? This doesn't seem like a reality. So I think you just run it back like you did last year. You put Ironman in at 41. Mirren goes to 49. And then, honestly, I don't even think you should redshirt Assad. Really? I think you should wrestle him. If you're going to – so if Kimmer's at 74, that means your other option at 84 is Nelson Brands, right? Yeah. He was four and four at 184 last year. Hmm. He had two like we all got really high on him because he beat Colbray and he yeah. beat Waddell. But then he lost to Stefanik. He lost to Montavo. Um, he was undersized and maybe he gets a little bigger. But he was four and four at 184. He's listed on the roster as a 65 pounder. Yeah, I know. I mean, so I'm, he's probably headed back down there after Marinelli graduates. I'm guessing that would make sense. But, so Bracky and I were. Um, discussing what, what what I was going to do with, with Patrick Kennedy when he comes in because he's been kind of listed by, ev- not everyone, but a lot of people as like a 65-pounder. A lot of people think he's kind of small and just wrestles up. I don't yeah. know what the case is. Bracky thinks that's stupid and that he's going to go 74. Well, I just, and he yelled at me for like no, 20 minutes. That, I wait, wait, that, oh, so we're talking about Kennedy, not Nelson Brands, correct? Correct. So that would, that would dictate kind of where if – if Kennedy was a 74, then Nelson can go 65. Right? Is Kennedy better than Nelson Brands? I mean, that, that's a it's better question to ask, right? I have no idea, but I would I imagine. I would probably say yes. I would, yeah. I, would I say mean, guys, would, would gra- uh, well, we don't know what it, he's going to move into, but I mean, like, if the match happened today, I got to assume Nelson Brands is going to win. I mean, he was, uh, you guys had him ranked as high as what, seven last year? He was up there. He was in the top 10 when he beat Cobra, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's that much of a stretch thing that Nelson Brands beats him right now. Now, will he beat him in a year? I don't know, but that he beats him right now, I think that's probably a pretty solid bet. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't, I don't know if he'll be a 60, Patrick Kenny will be a 65 pounder. The dude wrestled 182 in the postseason this year and moved up from 170 where he was at the majority of the high school season. I, I just, I sometimes, if he had done that at like Super 32 or something, it'd be one thing, but. I feel like so many of these guys at the, their state tournaments just wrestle whatever weight works for the team or whatever because he could have won 195 probably, right? These guys are just at the state level are so good or yeah. nationally elite. It doesn't really make a difference. That's my I get that, thought. but then you, you're going to go because, I mean, he he's going to sit next year. Nelson? Mm-hmm. No. Or Kennedy. Patrick Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, he'll redshirt. Right, so he's going to sit next year, and then he's going to stay light enough throughout that year and then to go down to 65. Well, you don't have to stay light if you just are that light. I know, but is he? Is he? You don't have to stay light if you are that light. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, blow your mind, Ben. 
Yeah, I, I had to, I'm like, is, it, is Christian saying something really smart here? No, no, <laughs> it's, so, saying, it's somewhere in between. Whatever size you are, you are. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, if he's well a, said, Ben. <clears throat> if he's a 65 pounder, they're, I mean, they're fine. And even if they're not, Nelson could probably go 65 for his last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would need to go get somebody else. But if you look at 25, uh, you have Aaron Cashman right behind um, Spencer Lee, but then you also you have a verbal commitment from Drake Ayala, who I think will be ready to go right Dude, away as a these, true freshman. Their their lightweights are going to get really crazy. This is it's partially why they almost have to wrestle Spencer and DeSanto next year. Yeah. So otherwise, the logjam it creates with like Ayala, Ibarra, Teasdale, Cashman, um, Shriver. Yeah, all so, these dudes basically at two weights. I think Ayala could be ready to go right away. If he's not, you still have Cashman there, um, who's probably an NCAA type qualifier guy. Um, and then at 33, like you were saying, after DeSanto leaves, you would still have two years of Teasdale, and then you have incoming freshman Jesse Yabara and Colin Shriver. I think Shriver can probably grow into 41. Yes. Let that boy eat. Yeah. Um, so, and I honestly think Yabara, after a year, probably beats Teasdale from what we've seen from Gavin so far. I'm holding out hope. Not that I hope bad for Jesse. I just, I'm hope. I just want to see Gavin put on the black and gold and have a nice, nice uh, D1 career for yeah, himself. Yeah. So, either way, you have good options there. And then at 41, um, we talked about Colin Shriver possibly moving up. Wyatt Henson is committed in the class yeah. of 2021 right now, but he did wrestle 138 this year. So is, is he gonna yeah. is he gonna stay Some, that same size? Yeah, I I think Henson's a 41 49 based on that. Yeah, if you're a junior at 38 at PA states, you're probably um yeah, you're probably gonna get bigger. Yeah, he's, so he's got like, a frame. So how long would it would it be a year or two? Would it be not at all? And he just comes in as a 49. Dude, they're from like. 25 to 49, they're, they're going to have such a concentration of talent. Very loaded. They also, in the uh, class of 2021, they have a commitment from Caleb Ratchie. Yep. Um, he won you one. You gut wrenched him. I did. He won 138 <laughs> at uh, Iowa State last year, but he is no longer even close to that. He was just at the camp in Oklahoma, and he's very big. A very big person. Yes, I think he'll be a 57-pounder. Okay, well, that's good because I was wondering who's going to be Iowa's 57. I think it's going to be Rachi. He's, wow. He's very big right now, and I was talking to Nomad, and Nomad interviewed him, and he's like, he wants to get bigger too. Did Nomad gut him? Nomad can't gut him. <laughs> I like that. He's uh, more, of a, more of a lace guy. Yeah. We got news on, on – I love our Facebook chat. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's some good stuff. Aaron Cashman said on Instagram Live he's going 133 after DeSanto leaves. Oh, really? That's and then what, they got to uh, go. Oh, well, good. They, now, that'll give them 19 33-pounders. <laughs> it's good. I guess he sees that as his way into the lineup. I would say 25 would make more sense. But it would. Unless he thinks Spencer's going to redshirt, in which case well, – Wait. Uh yeah, cause so he'd wrestle next year while Spencer redshirts, and then he would move and up DeSanto when DeSanto graduated. Yeah. So does he think he gets the better? He must think he gets the better of Teasdale and Yabara and Shriver then. Yes. As opposed to maybe Ayala, maybe would yeah. they wrestle Ayala right away? It would be very, you know, Spencer Lee or Drake Ayala is just probably not 
Spencer Lee level or I mean that's yeah. that's the kind of level talent that they've used. <laughs> you think? You think? Yeah, you can't be like... level. You don't say. Kind of obvious. I mean, you know, I'm, not, I'm trying. Gotta... I'm trying to be delicate here because everyone will be like, "Oh, I'm not Spencer Lee," but you know, no, bro, you're not. There's only been like two people in the history of wrestling that are that level at 125 pounds. Like, get lost. All right, beat Jeez, it, Drake. Please. Beat it, Drake. You'll never Seriously. be. No. Um, I didn't say never. I said right. Use it right now. Right now. Right, right now, Drake now. Ayala I mean, has not won any world championships. Maybe never, because again, there's only a few people who've ever achieved that level of proficiency at wrestling at that weight class. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Uh, hey, did I see a type of Spence? You have Spencer Lee down as a junior. That's that's a miss, right? You met senior. Um, because you got DeSanto as a senior, so I gotta assume. But oh, you, yeah. you mean Spencer Lee Junior? Oh, at yeah. your depth chart. Yeah, my bad. Mind your own business, right. man. Thank you, Ben. Go, go in the back back end software and fix that real quick. Yeah, he, he done. just did. Um, <clears throat> you did? Yeah. I'll refresh the page. It, it, it takes a few minutes. Yeah. But uh, Gosh. Uh, 49, you have two years of Murin. What do we think about Brett Lee Reyna prospects? I like him a lot. He kind of, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, um, yeah, but he kind of did, did kinda. at Super 32. He beat Joey Zargo, Ed Scott, and Josh Saunders. Uh, to win Super 32. Dang. Um, and I remember... Nice. That's a run. Yeah, I remember before the tournament, um, or before Fargo, I know the Florida coaches were hyping him up to Nomad, and he didn't have the tournament he wanted, but then Super 32, he was like there. He's another South Dade kid, uh, like Lugo was. Uh, I-, I like him a lot. It's just, can he hold 49? And that might be where Henson comes into play if he can't hold... Forty-one. And he could go fifty-seven. Him and uh, Ratchy. Yeah. Re- yep. Reina, a uh, better prospect than Ratchy, probably. I don't. They're probably on the yeah. same level, honestly. Like. Got yeah, it. that. Um, that's, I'm not sure about that one. I. What about Mirren at forty-nine? I mean, do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? Do you feel like he's going to be undersized, or do you feel like he's going to fill in at one forty-nine and be? I mean, you know, some guys going to get better. I don't feel like he was a huge 141, but that could just be my feeling. I thought he looked kind of big-ish. Um, I, th- I thought he had a frame to go up to, to 49, but may- maybe not. I thought it – but he looked like a guy that was pulling s- some weight. I don't think he's the biggest 41. He wasn't like – I don't know okay. how big 41 would be, but he didn't look like that. So I, I don't know. I, but I think – my my thought is, he's gonna have to go forty nine this year, right? And if Jaden is gonna make the the decision, if Jaden wants to go forty one, yeah. and Tom Brand says go forty one, mm-hmm. Mike Smear is not gonna be able to stand in his way, so he'll have to go to forty nine. And then you go go forty nine, build yourself up to be a good size forty nine, and then cut yourself back down. I don't think that. Yeah. Unless you really are that small, I don't think that makes sense. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so that's that's my thought there. Okay. So we we got to fifty seven. Yeah, and then so I I think Ratchy and if if Reina outgrows forty nine, then at sixty five, they don't have anyone committed. Now you could if Kennedy is a sixty five, then you're fine. Um, and you could also or, have or two Nelson. years of Nelson Brands if uh, if Kennedy can't make sixty five either. So you don't need one for a few years. But as of right now, no one. No one coming in the pipeline. Uh, at 74, 
it's kind of the same. There, there's there's no one committed in the pipeline, and you don't really have unless Kennedy is a seventy. Oh yeah, yeah, duh, duh. Yeah, but Kennedy's you, yeah, I mean, you have, so you essentially have those those two guys between those two weights, right? Nelson, and, yeah. Nel, Nelson and um and oh my gosh, Patrick Kennedy, and so you know they're going to go one. One of them is going to suck down to one sixty five, whether that makes their life miserable or not. That's where one of them is going to go. Yep. So then, eighty four. So. You still have three years of Assad. I put Nelson on here at eighty four just because that's where he wrestled last year. Um, and if Kimmer moves up, then he could definitely be a seventy four pounder. Didn't Zach Glazier get huge? I thought he went up to like ninety seven. Um, I believe his matches were at one eighty four last year. I don't know why I thought that, or maybe I just think he's huge because he's up at eighty four and he. No, was- his matches were at ninety seven. That's yeah. just a miss on my part. Yeah, uh. he's kind of big. So well, me, me, you know, me, me and Piles are busting you up. You got Spencer Lee the wrong grade. Man, I know. We're shaking you up this morning. Wow. This is good. It hasn't run yet, so we're fine. <laughs> good. <laughs> we're just doing on the show where thousands of people listen. It's, it's good. He he only lost to Brucky eight five. Mm-hmm. And two zero wow. to Jack yeah, Brown. Gla- I'm not familiar with Jack Brown's work. Glazier was good last year. Yeah, nineteen and two, but he's gonna be behind the ladies' man Jacob Warner. Oh, what if he? What if Jacob Warner's too busy with the ladies and Zach Glazer takes him out? That wasn't the case. That wasn't the case last year, you know. Well, I mean, you know, another year, and you know, maybe you know Warner falls in love. Who knows? And that brings him down. You know. <laughs> did you what, have any? Did you ever down? fall in love uh, during your collegiate campaign? A lot of guys get married. Lincoln McElravey. Yeah, Lincoln, he was married. I, uh, you know, I, I I put the women on notice that listen, I'm freaking wrestling. And after I'm done wrestling, then you know we'll go on a we'll go on a date or we'll go hang out. But this is, you're not my number one. This is my number one, and then you know work yourself out. So they they just knew they knew the deal. Yeah, I mean, listen, I my this is my my whole life is you got to be upfront with people, and once you're totally honest with people, everything falls into place. That's you know, yeah. Nah, <laughs> I don't want to get on soapbox or nothing. We're talking about wrestling. Whoops. Um, it's not. It's very unlike us to. To get off task, so we gotta, we gotta <laughs> remain steadfastly just, focused on the Iowa lineup. Stay focused. Yeah. So okay. So we're so eighty four ninety seven. Jacob Warner for the next two years. Cassiope mm-hmm. for the next three years. Big Tone, and um, yeah, a lot of talent coming in to the Iowa lineup. Yeah, they're. I mean, they honestly are set for a while. Um, Where's their biggest, if you had to say, all right, the biggest need they need to address is. They don't mm, really, I, if, if you, if you include the class 2021, they don't really, I don't, I want to say they don't need anything, but. I man, think, I feel like 4957 like, may be the, the most immediate pressing needs potentially. Like if Shriver yeah. or, or Shriver, excuse me, um, Ratchy or Reyna, you know. But now you're saying, like, these guys who are both really good high school wrestlers, like, I don't know if you're just, like, under the assumption that they're not going to pan out because they're not, not, I will just tell us, they're not any deeper, they're not necessarily any deeper at other weights than than they are, besides obviously 125, 133, than they are there, right? So, like, you know, 33, uh, I'm sorry, say 97, like, uh, that's wrong. Dang it, maybe I'm wrong. I I feel like (laughs) they're just single-threaded through... Yeah. One guy, whereas like at 33, if Cashman goes up, mm-hmm. they're going to have 
Cashman and yeah. Teasdale and Ibarra and Shriver potentially. There's there's four there. Twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. You're you're hoping Ayala is twenty five for his career, I guess, because they don't have another guy. Mm-hmm. Ibarra is not not a not a consideration for twenty five, right? I don't think so. Sure. I didn't think he looked that big at uh. What? Who's number one? Yeah. I think he looked that big, but who knows. Yeah. I, I think 41 could be a place, too, if Hinton outgrows it and uh, Shriver maybe doesn't put on the size we see mm-hmm. coming from him. And also, mm-hmm. uh, at some point here soon, you need to start looking for uh, Big Tone's replacement. Oh, no. I don't even want to think about that. Big Tone. Yeah, forever. I feel like I, I hate that we're, like, you're talking about replacing a sophomore. I mean, it's just so far off. And I know that's, that's the game they got to yeah, play. Yeah, you got to start. Like, I know, I now. know. I, I hate it. I still hate it. Yeah. And you also probably, like, I was starting to know men about this last night. You probably want a guy that's going to be able to be there and in the room for a year instead of just having to start, yeah. you know, a true freshman or something. So, yeah, you got to really thread the needle there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ibarra was 120 for who's number one, right? He, and then he went up. He went up during the season. Yeah. I will say he's a career 25 until proven. <laughs> it's so hard to say that now because everyone just goes up. Yeah, they just keep getting bigger. Hey, hey I don't even know if this if this breaking news. You mean can wait people? Until... You mean people grow? Uh, I, that's not for <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's still. Is that your, is that your breaking news that there's, people get bigger? <laughs> there's conflicting studies right now. We're we're not sure. Uh, we don't want to make any any um, direct statements. Uh, I do want to make a direct okay. statement about this. Uh-oh. Hot off the press. This got sent to me an hour ago. Carol Baskin was awarded Joe Exotic's former zoo by an Oklahoma judge. Stop. So the 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 zoo in Winwood, Oklahoma, That's now true. belongs. Are you with me? I, NBC News. <laughs> it's true. I'm texting I'm, to you right I'm now, Googling, bro. I'm, I'm googling. I'm googling Carol Baskin. No, just look look at your phone. Look at your phone right now. I just texted it. To trying you. to. It's a Carol fact. Baskin grand control. Of Joe. Oh my God, Jeff Jeff Lowe's got well. Jeff Lowe has 120 days to do what? To do what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I he's not going to Joe, do. He's got 120 days to vacate the property. Wow. Joseph Maldonado Passage, aka Joe Exotic, has found guilty last year of paying a hitman three thousand dollars. Dude, that was he got set up. Carol Baskin totally set him up. Well, Jeff Lowe set crap. him up. Jeff Lowe set him and up. And Jeff Lowe, everyone set him up. Yeah. Poor Joe Exotic. Well, wow. I guess I if do you think threaten to murder someone for around 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of you got to lay in that bed now. I do think it's funny that Jeff Lowe now owns a zoo and has to give it over to Carol, not Joe Exotic. Yeah, that's really funny. Because he sucks. Whoa. Jeff Lowe sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I figured you would need you would definitely need to know that breaking news, uh, Ben. Okay, We're, I'm so we... annoyed by this. I'm trying to read through this and talk to you guys on the show. Carol Baskins, how is how is this play, how is this lady fool people? She this is not it's not a nice woman. Well, once you get onto her onto her games, you end up in a in a cistern apparently. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to mess worse. with Carol Baskins. No, no. You'll you'll tough talk everyone and. AJ Agazarm and every MMA fighter you can find, but Carol Baskin's where you draw the he, line. What did that bum say? Hey, he was he Last was well, he he. Uh, <laughs> I think he sort of complimented you on the show. He, uh, I didn't okay. bring you up 
I didn't bring you up at all, and I definitely didn't deliver your messages to him, Ben, because uh, he was a guest. I'm going to call him a poser or a fraud and this and that, because he is neither of those things, okay. by the way. He's he's legit. Well, he's good at jujitsu, but he's not he's not a good fighter. Well, we don't know that for sure. He's th- he's three and one. That's that's okay. But okay. we don't have to rehash but that. He lost to a guy who's zero and zero. <laughs> what if uh, Khabib was zero and zero? Oh snap! I see James what? Green. What's going nice. on, James? What's up, guys? Not much, man. Doing? I'm good. How are you doing, James? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying nice. being at home, relaxing. Well, um, morning coffee. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, I know you you got back to back duty with uh, you're on the Bader show. Hey, Caleb, do you hear that echo? Yeah, I, I'm getting it really bad, Christian. Hold on one oh, second. Oh, there we go. It went away. What do you know? All right, it's all better. Thanks, James. So appreciate you coming on Flow back to back days, man. But uh, it's it's really cool cool news, and we're, we're excited. And uh, I don't know. I just wanted to want to have you on here and talk about it. But what what have the last couple days been like, knowing that you're going to be moving from Lincoln to Blacksburg? Um, I guess it's just kind of. You know, uh, obviously, when you're when you're first talking about it, it's it's it, it's just something that you're talking about, and then it actually happens, um, and it kind of hits you like, all right, now I'm, the the word is out. This thing is it's uh, the snowball's rolling. I, I'm sitting here figure out how what's the best way for us to you know pack up and get out there, and um, how we're gonna go about that. Um, we already kind of found a a little place that we're going to be moving into. So really, we're just trying to figure out, um, you know, when when's the best time to get the house ready and sell it and get everything moving. And we obviously don't want to rush out of, out there, we, you know, especially what's going on in the world. So um, for the most part, we're just, uh, yeah, taking our time with it. And when we get out there, we'll be out there. That's awesome. So is this something that's been in the works for a while? Because obviously, you know, El Plan's all got changed. The Olympic trials was right. supposed to be in April. Is this something you were planning maybe before then? Did they contact you? Did you contact them? How did it all go down? Um, so I was – my original plan was to, uh, you know, after Olympic trials, I was – I mean, I was expected to be doing inter- interviews, and um, I was going to make an announcement like, hey – um, any RTCs want to reach out, you know, I'm looking to come back East or get somewhere closer to home. Um, but trials didn't happen. So they actually ended up reaching out to me. Um, when was it? It was like the end of March, I think. So yeah, we were talking and going, you know, back and forth, just trying to figure out, um, obviously negotiating and stuff like that. And then I've, Kind of once I was like, all right, this thing is, you know, I'm I'm interested in this thing. That's when I reached out to Snyder and Manning. Like, I'm looking um, to head back, and I've been talking to Virginia Tech. So, one thing, okay. uh, uh, I was gonna ask a question, question real quick. Um, on the on the Bader show yesterday, you mentioned a couple times, and you were gonna be reaching out, you were gonna be doing interviews, and you kind of it almost sounded like you wanted to get out in front of of not get out in front of the story, but like basically beat any rumors off at the past that like, okay, this, there's some drama here. 
why why were you why'd you feel so strongly about that um just because the people well not people but obviously you have uh you know a guy like gilman <laughs> he didn't he's not very social i understand that uh or it's not social but as far as being on social media so yeah. for him like how he went about it as far as like hey i'm heading to nittany lion club um and that's it and people just took that and ran away with it. You know, obviously he's at Iowa and they have a rivalry and stuff like that. So then he's in a room, especially just all these stories can be uh, made up and, you know, which are not true or nowhere close to what's going on. Um, and me being here in Nebraska, obviously trying to make a Olympic team at 74 kilo um, training with JB. And I just didn't want any of that stuff to, be in the air before I could even have my uh, say. Uh, so I definitely wanted to try and control the narrative of what was going on. Um, and obviously it's, it's not the case. Me and Jordan train all the time. We all were actually in practice yesterday um, at this little club around here. And um, yeah, I like, I love the coaches here. I love the staff. Everything was fine. It was just more um, outside of wrestling. Um, and yeah, nice. Uh, hey, so I, I guess is your wife from out east also? Yeah, she's from the Bronx, New York. Um, she's okay. She has a twin. They went to school for a year, and then she uh, actually decided to come out to Nebraska, and <laughs> she had a big adjustments to make. So <laughs> <laughs> the Bronx, the Lincoln, yeah. yeah. Um. So, so I guess I asked these guys the, uh, this and. They didn't have a great answer. So, you know, you have a lot of really good options up in that New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, Lehigh Valley, uh, Penn, uh, NYC, RTC, NJRTC. You've got a bunch of good options. Did you look into those? Was it just not the right fit? Was it the coaches? Was it the salary? I mean, what was it about those that didn't fix out? I was be closer to home for both of you. Um, so I really um... – she, she, we both have family in New York. Um, and right now my, like my mom, she moved to Florida. Um, her dad and stepmom moved to Florida. And, um, so my youngest or not my youngest sister, but my, one of my younger sisters, she's, uh, the only person actually living in New Jersey right now. So, uh, um, thinking about that, like we didn't want to be at the, you know, in the, in the city where we're kind of like low key um want to be on the outside looking in kind of if we need to go in um and we we liked the atmosphere here in lincoln as far as it being a college town um not too much going on but not too little um and we got that kind of same vibe from virginia tech uh blacksburg in that area and then being able to drive up to roanoke um then also if you want a little vacation you know we got virginia beach and stuff like that um and yeah it's really centralized to a lot of our family. I have family in DC, got family in Georgia. Um, we can go down to Florida if we want. We got people in New York. So all these things are relatively close. Um, and as far as raising a family, we felt like we we liked the area um, compared to looking at other areas as far as RTCs. So yeah, it was, it was a lot. We did our homework and um, also on the wrestling side, I just think that um, 
as far as me trying to get into coaching, this this is one of the places that long term, um, I feel like that would be something I could do. Um, like uh, Ohio State, they have so many guys. You know, I'm not sure what their their goals are after wrestling, but um, yeah, a lot of RTCs are you know lined up with alumni like me. I, I'm if I would have stayed here, I, I'm you know in Nebraska, definitely in line to be a coach. Um, so I just wanted that to be a possibility. Yeah. Do you see yourself, um, as you, as you go to Virginia tech, stepping into more of a, a coaching role, whether within the RTC or with, with some of the guys, uh, on, on the team? Uh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to be selfish because I'm still competing. So, you know, I'm going to be, if I, if competition's coming up and, or camps are coming up that's that's going to be my first duty but i'm definitely going to be helping in the room um helping on the freestyle club uh side and i'd also you know want to get involved with just the state of virginia um and growing the sport of wrestling so helping out with the kids um and obviously i don't virginia is not a powerhouse by any means um but it's nice to be able to give back to that community and help it you know, start going in that direction, trying to spread the sport of wrestling and have these kids come out and share my knowledge with them. That's great. Yeah. Well, Virginia could use a little help in that, that regard for sure. Um, they're coming along. Virginia was the best wrestling in the country. It's the best state in the country. It's not the best wrestling state in the country. It's coming along. Just give it to, we had Christiansburg, (laughs) Christiansburg high school. They had had a nice little run there. So who is that uh, one really good bigger guy? Sorry to just I, I got James, I got ADHD. Who this might be your era. Who was that really, really big guy who was really good in high school and then he kind of flopped? Cody Gardner. Oh, that's something. He up. passed okay. away. Sorry. It's really sad. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's really tragic. Um okay. thanks for bringing it down, Ben. Anything <laughs> else? <laughs> How did I know that one? How did your I know AD, that happened? Your ADHD just got everyone really sad. Um oh, so, man, that's terrible. Okay, well go ahead. Well, I was I was going to ask as as you look to the future, James, and you know, quads. You know, the end of an Olympic cycle. A lot of people kind of evaluate career options. And yesterday on the Bader show, you basically said, you know, after after the Olympics, you were you were still going to wrestle. You were going to likely go back down. Have you thought about how much longer you want to compete? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I want to keep this thing going as long as I can, as as long as I'm healthy enough. Um, I enjoy wrestling. I'm having fun. Um, and as long as I, I feel like I'm having fun and I have that desire to wrestle, um, that competitive this burn in me, then I'm going to continue to do it. And that's where I'm at right now. But on the other side of it, it's like if I'm thinking about trying to get into coaching, then ideally I would want to start, um, you know, probably after 2024. But, um, you know, if things are going how I want them to go, and obviously I'm I'm continue to focus on um, training and competing, because uh, yes, obviously we've seen people try and do both coach and compete, and it's tough. It's a tough task, so um, you can only give yourself to um, so much at the same yeah. time, and trying to train and uh, look after a team of thirty guys or recruit, and then go on the road it's a lot so 
um, I'm going to be keeping my focus on competing for the moment, and that's what I'll be focusing on. Your size is, is often one thing that's discussed as you, you know, in 2016, you tried to go down to the Olympic way to 65. Clearly, you weren't even a, a shell of yourself. You know, it wasn't like right. James Green we had ever watched. So it was basically assumed from that point on, you would have to go up to 74 um, for the next Olympic cycle. Um, h- how tough is it knowing that your your body is best at you know, 70 kilograms and that you've got to make these adjustments. Is, has that frustrated you at all? Oh yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely frustrating just because I feel like I'm stuck and it's just, uh, like I was saying on a beta show, I have to lift a little more, eat a little more, um, just to kind of maintain where I feel like I'm strong enough to compete with these guys. Um, and if I'm getting out of that training cycle, then my body is just up and down um, in my weight. So it, it's definitely frustrating to, you know, think about this next Olympics. Like if, if we're going to have this next Olympics, then I got to hit the weight room. I got to start trying to get my body back to where it was before we kind of went into quarantine. And um, yeah, doing that right now, obviously, I think it, it, you see people take time as they transition um, to kind of get, you know, filled in. And I don't think that would be the case with me um, as far as me making it a permanent thing, um, just because I don't, that's just how my body is. And 70 kilos is the perfect weight for me. And yes, yeah, definitely frustrating knowing like, there's some times where I, I make 70 kilos and it's easy and I'm like, dang, maybe I can make 65. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> obviously it's just like uh, that I know that I won't feel the same. Uh, once I get to like probably that 150 mark, it's just like then I'm rethinking about even trying to get down to 143. But yeah, it sucks to have that back and forth in my head because I've definitely had it like, man, I feel I'm good. Maybe I could do this thing again. And then I, uh, there's sometimes where I'm like, I don't know how I got down there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah it's that continuing battle. Um, I, 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 I'm curious about not, not only you, but something I'm thinking about for all the athletes who are going through what they're going through now is, are you planning on competing a whole bunch before the trials next year? Is it like a one-time thing, a two-time thing, maybe overseas for a tournament? And I know, Obviously, with what's going on, it, it is kind of a little bit all up in the air. But you know, how, I, I guess if you got the pick, what would it look like for you? Yeah, I would definitely um, be trying to get at least two competitions in, um, and whether that be here or overseas, um, yeah, I think I I would be comfortable with two competitions, and then going to trials. And while we're on that, it's, it's it's hard to imagine what that would look like just because how USA wrestling is uh, structured, especially with the national team. So if we're, if there's mm-hmm. something that's overseas, like, you know, only a few people are going to be able to go um, yeah. at, each weight, at each weight class. So um, I don't think that would be necessarily fair, but Hey, <laughs> if that's, that's why we have it, I guess, um, to determine on who's going to get that, uh, those kind of options um and take advantage of it so yeah two competitions and um 
a decent amount of, I guess, a month maybe in between, um, just to kind of, you know, get yourself back down and then, uh, yeah, amp it back up just before the trials. So. Knowing that, you know, Jordan's kind of been the gold standard at 74 um, for, you know, since 2011. Is it in your mind at all like, all right, I maybe don't need to train. If I need to take this guy out, you need to take his spot. I mean, do you think it's an advantage that you're going to be now training at a different place, whereas if you're training alongside him, maybe that's a disadvantage, or is that totally immaterial? Um. I don't think it's yeah, it's just immaterial just because there's so many times where you know, we've been in the same room, not with just Jordan, but with other guys and you get to see how they work and um you either wrestle with them a few times. Um the only thing that maybe be a disadvantage is just kind of missing out on those those uh those last couple, you know, 30 second sprints and getting that feel because it's definitely hard to replicate. And obviously Jordan is probably he's the best in the world at just that sprint. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's that's one thing I could think of just off the top of my head is like, yeah, I'm not I don't know if anyone's going to be, be doing that. Uh, but you've got to definitely keep it a reminder like this guy, <laughs> Jordan is going to go hard. If you're if he's down, you got to be able to withstand that that onslaught of just double legs, head butts, <laughs> head clubs, and, it's, and just know it's coming. But um, yeah, it's hard to be ready for. Even being in the room, it's hard to be ready for. So um, yeah, that's just one thing that's definitely going to be in the back of my mind. Yeah, that that sprint. You know, when when you're watching Jordan wrestle or like think about the final X. I mean, it's one of his. I think his most famous sprints is the one at at Imar in uh, match yeah. number one, I guess it was. Um, were you like, okay, I, I've I've seen this before. I've, I know exactly what Imar's feeling right now, and it's it's terrible. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I feel, <laughs> I'm like, oh man. One when when he you go up by one point, I'm like, oh, I feel bad for this guy. You know it's coming. <laughs> you know it's coming. It's, it's I mean, and honestly, if you if you look at you know Sitikov or the other guys, it's it's almost better to be down in those last uh, final seconds, so he's not coming at you as as hard. Um, and yeah, anytime that someone goes up, I'm just like, uh, definitely the match ain't over. That's for sure. <laughs> he's yeah. definitely gonna be coming. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really impressive just to see uh, because he's like that all the time in the room, and um, knowing that. You know, me being a Virginia Tech, that's a possibility for him. I always got to just keep myself mindful. Like he, he ain't never gonna stop wrestling. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna uh, not be lacking training partners at Virginia Tech. They they have a really talented squad, and particularly Makai Lewis is another 74 kilo mm-hmm. guy, junior world champ. Um, I know you'd mentioned you had uh, wrestled with him a little bit, but how excited are you to train with someone like Makai? Um, it's exciting just because, you know, he's a New Jersey guy, he's a young, younger guy and he's already had success. So, um, for him to be, he's taken an Olympic red shirt year. Um, and you know, you see where his goals are at and he's trying to do big things. Um, when you're in a room full of people, like-minded people, it just makes everyone better. So I'm excited to get in the room with, um, 
Makai and not even only Makai, but just being on the East Coast alone. Like uh, Ben mentioned earlier, like there's so many RTCs where I can go um, up or down uh, and get a three day or even a week of training in a different room um, with some different bodies. And that's uh, where people get lost. You know, the RTCs are just an extension of the school. Um, and everyone's all like, oh, I'm at Ohio State, you know, but they're forgetting like we're we're not wrestling in college anymore. We're wrestling for Team USA. So we're all helping each other. And, um, you know, I got J.O. within a few hours, um, NC State guys, you got Ohio State, um, New Jersey, RTC, UPenn guys can get up to New York. So I, I'm really excited just for that alone, just to kind of have that option to, hey, you guys want to get together, get a little training cycle in and yeah, it's going to be fun. Um. Hey, I was to ask you, my, and if you want, don't want to get too sentimental, whatever. One of my favorite guys. I only got to work with him for a year, and I, I think you've got to spend, I'm guess, not nine years with the guy right now. Uh, Brian Snyder. I, I love my co my year coaching with him at Arizona State. I, you know, I still keep in touch with him fairly regularly. Um, I know yeah. he's been in your corner forever. What's it going to be like, kind of saying goodbye to him and not not having him? I mean, I know kind of be in your corner, but not really in your corner anymore. Right. Um, it's, it was definitely tough. It was it was hard to kind of just even break the news um, over the phone or as far as like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be looking out uh, for these trying to head back home. And um, yeah, it, it's it's like I'm, I'm definitely going to admit me and Snyder have a great relationship. Um, not only a coach as a friend. Um, He's been real inspirational, motivational in my life. Um, and it's definitely, I, I think right now it's it's hard for me to to imagine. Um, but once I get, you know, where I'm getting into my routine and it's, it's not waking up and getting a coffee with Manning mm -hmm. and Snyder, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, uh, obviously I'm going to be building new relationships and um thinking about that you know making the decision it's like i built so many relationships here and um i know that i had a good thing here and that's it's in reality it's going to be it's i'm going to miss it i know that but um selfishly i think this was uh something i had to do and on his part selfishly you know he wants like he feels like this is the best place for me and you know um as a coach and as far as wrestling and um, being in my corner. But then on the other side, outside of wrestling, he's he's really understanding and he wants the best for me. And, um, yeah, he's, he's real supportive. So I appreciate Snyder and Manning and just UNL and the Husker fans um, in general. Yeah, obviously cool. been a been a great spot for you. Four-time All-American, Big Ten champ, multiple world medalists. Five? Five world teams, senior world teams. Right? Yeah, uh, the 2016 Olympic world team uh, is in there. So yeah, five. That's awesome. Um, so you yeah. you had mentioned RTCs a little bit. Um, how important do you think they are for um, USA wrestling in general? Um, they're kind of a weirdly, at least weirdly to me, a, a sort of a controversial topic in terms of some college coaches want them gone completely. Uh, others, right. obviously, Coach Manning would be a great example. I think think they're good. Um, where do you fall on the importance of RTCs for USA Wrestling? Um, I 
I think it's great, right? Because before RTCs and, um, you know, we got these things set up, it was what the, the guys earlier, Dave Schultz, and then they had to go through the whole Fox catcher thing and um, that kind of situation. So with the RTCs, it, it, it takes a little weight off of USA Wrestling because there are so many guys that they this is their dream, this is their goals for, you know, this certain amount of time, and they're trying to put their all into it. And um, I, me, personally, I, I couldn't be going to Colorado Springs and just living in the dorms trying to train uh, <laughs> all the time, 24-7. You know, um, I'd probably get burned out just being being in that area as far as um, mm -hmm. having to stay on campus or something like that. And with the backing and support of these RTCs and uh, the people that donate to them and the donors of the sport of wrestling, they're, they're real supportive and just taking that pressure off of um, USA Wrestling. And I understand it's it's definitely a business side and some of the schools, they, you know, they can't get the donors or create something in that nature. But um, at the same time, if they're a fan of wrestling and seeing guys compete after college, um, I think they have to kind of put that aside for our sport as a whole. Um, and yeah, as, as much help as we can get um, outside of the colleges, then um, the better it is for us. Uh, and I'm, I'm appreciative of the RTCs. Um, maybe I'm, I don't quite understand it from the coaching's perspective right now, um, but from my perspective, it's it's great for us and the athletes. Your your uh, your daughter is coming up on her first birthday. Of course, she she yeah. came into the world uh, at a, at a at the perfect time, we'll say. But uh, just thoughts <laughs> thoughts on this first year of fatherhood and and uh, and uh, that just kind of that whole saga of you having your daughter and then making weight and making the team. Yeah, it's um, it was crazy because. I was doing so much traveling when she was born. So um, for those first couple of months, it was just, I was kind of uh, watching her through the phone as far as being on the road, calling, uh, FaceTime, seeing what's up. And every time I come back home, it's like uh, kind of just warming back up to her because, you know, those early couple months, it's like mom is uh, the only one that's uh, yeah. really do <laughs> provide for her. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was just like, uh, I couldn't really, I, I felt like I couldn't do anything. I was just like watching from afar and this quarantine when she starts <laughs> actually crawling around and starts moving and stuff like that, then it starts getting really exciting. And um, for her week to week or any child week to week, it's, it's, it's so crazy um, the development they make. So for example, you know, just last week she was just standing up, and now this week she actually just started walking. So, oh. she the gains are, it's it's incredible to see, watch her grow, her personality, um, and the resemblance between me and her, her mother. So it's just like, uh, yeah, that kind of th that kind of thing. You, what kind of went into our decision? Like she's growing up around us and we want her to grow up around family and be close to family. So it's exciting to be a father. I'm, I'm happy she's in my life. And this first birthday, I'm not sure what it's going to be like just because, uh, with the quarantine, we, we did have 
plan to get people out here and celebrate. Um, I don't know why people go so hard for first birthdays anyway, but <laughs> I have no idea what happened. <laughs> you don't remember yeah, it. He's like, yeah, right. But uh, that's what we have planned. So I don't know. We'll get on a Zoom call or something and just have her go crazy on a cake. <laughs> but, They'll like that. Uh, they always do. Well, you won't have to cut any weight yeah. for this birthday, so that'll be good. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Man, that was uh, crazy, but yeah, exciting and fun. Ben, do you have any more questions for James? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, that kind of got me thinking. I've seen James uh, wax his armpit, and then think about, you know, he's sharing his life. <laughs> He's he's sharing his life suffering, you know, cutting weight while she's birthing. Because I, you know, I uh, I think those processes uh, of being uh, miserable oh, no. are, are fairly similar. Although that will make women all over the world mad at me. Oh, my God. Very mad oh, at me. Oh my God! Uh, I he went there, you know, James. Listen. He just went there. <laughs> it's awesome that you decided to share the suffering with her, and, and then you know you you uh, felt for all women, and you waxed your armpits. You are uh, uh, you are an amazing man. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I took one for the team. For Thanks. Ben. <laughs> yeah, right. But Ben had to slide in comparing weight cutting to childbirth, and now now you put James oh, in a really yeah. weird spot with that one. No, he doesn't have to comment. I'll take I'll take all the heat. I'll take all the heat. I so it's great. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> James is James is smarter than Ben there. Uh, well, well hey, man, I, you know what? In all fairness, I I I don't know that his wife watches the show. Yeah. Oh, she'll she'll watch so. today. Watch today, all right? Go watch today. Nothing good happened. You don't need to watch it. She's gonna watch her husband. You dork. Oh, man. All right. Hey, I James, I really appreciate you coming on. We're uh, we're excited for you. I obviously, as as a proud Virginian, I'm excited to have more talent. I know you're gonna do great things at at Tech, and you're gonna love Blacksburg and. Tech and Coach Roby and Freyer and the whole gang there. Cody Brewer. Um, yeah. yeah. So excited for you coming on. Any, be... Anything before before we let you go? Um, no, it's, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I just want you guys to uh, be safe in these crazy times. And yeah. Uh, be, yeah, I know. I know you're a great group of men. So just be mindful and uh, keep an open ear. And yeah, have be safe. So appreciate you guys for having me, and you guys have a good day. Enjoy the rest of the show. Appreciate Thanks, that, James. James. Appreciate that final yeah. word too. Uh, be well. Good luck on your move. Happy birthday to your little girl. Thank you. Yeah, bro. See ya. All right, James Green. Yo, I got a piece so bad I didn't want to cut off James. <laughs> so I'm back in thirty seconds. Come on, it's only my second time in six months. Leave me alone. <laughs> Ozzy was up for a- Ozzy was up early this morning. You know, 20 minutes. Water. Wayne Boffman would wait till dinner. Listen. All right, he called me soft because I didn't yeah. want to echo in my ear the whole time. Wayne Boffman would be so disappointed. Wayne, Wayne Boffman is furious right now, I've been asking. Um, all right. So, James Green to Virginia Tech joining uh, Parkersburg High School's Jared Hot. Yeah. I'm sure he's got to be pretty pumped about that. Yeah, they're really excited. That, I mean, they know what uh, James brings to the practice room. Yeah. Um. He's going to be a great workout partner for their guys. Obviously, um, they think it's a place where James can achieve his goals too. And uh, it's probably only going to help in uh, recruiting as well for the Hokies. For sure. And you, and you think about this dude's a pro's pro, five world teams, mm-hmm. just knows how to um, 
do all the little things the right way, and obviously the results are, are on the other side of that. And to have that around your program, you know, Jared Frayer's not really competing anymore, so you have this senior-level guy who's been at the at the top of the international game for years, a world finalist. Um, that's going to do nothing but bring good things for, for the Hokies. Also, a great guy for, you know, the face of their program, Makai Lewis, to have yeah. they're working out with. And while they'll be the same way this season, as James said, they, they won't be for many other years. Yeah, yeah. Should we even address, uh, acknowledge Ben's <laughs> back? We know he didn't in the time. Oh, oh, he's, they, he, he's oh. back, bring him back. Caleb Pretty muted bad. him uh, wisely. That was deserving. Yeah, he didn't wash his hands in this time of Corona. <laughs> I know you didn't wash your hands, you savage. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, can hear you. Hear you. I, can I hear didn't you. piss on my hands, but I didn't oh wash. Oh my gosh! Heck <laughs> <laughs> on it. I out. Listen, I out. Listen. Okay, now we're gonna get me started on hygiene. Um, Christian, I don't know if I've ever peed on my hands, and my hands are way dirtier than my my schlong. And so, oh my listen, gosh. <laughs> I don't get why people wash their hands after they pee. You should wash your schlong, if anything. I guess we have to end the show. <laughs> we just have to call it. We just have to this, go. Is not, this is not nearly as bad as what Sion said. Well, uh, how do I? That's actually true. I don't even remember. I black, Sion has said I so much worse on this I show. I literally blacked out. I'm blacking out for this moment right now. Um, but Christian, refute my modified. point. Are you I, me, I are refuse. You I've already. I have blocked it out. Are you saying it's dirtier than your hands? Are you going to make the argument to me? Because that is I, not an argument that you can make. I'm not making any arguments about this. I've moved on from the conversation. Um, uh, and you know what? We should have. We should have a female on who's both cut a lot of weight and had a baby, and you know, it may have her compare the processes. And then, okay, you know, I can be totally. Wrong. Is, I can be totally wrong. I've only done half of those things. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the half that you need to have done is, is the most important part that is the part you haven't done. So uh, for that reason. Well, you know, let, you, you haven't either. So let's let you know. <laughs> right. So that's why I never made the freaking claim. And also, I can just. I, didn't make the, I said similar. Similar doesn't mean they're the same thing. They just means, you know, here, here's what I, you're going to make yourself miserable and then you're going to have something good at the end of it. I mean, you know, that's it. Theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. Um, okay. So yeah, we'll find, uh, we'll find who, um, well, Catherine I mean, there's lots of moms. Yeah. Catherine Shy. We could talk to her. I'm pretty sure she probably, Mar- uh, cut weight too, right? Oh, Marcy yeah, Van sure. Dusen. Uh, Marcy Van Dusen, uh, would be interesting. I don't remember her last name right now. She got married. It's changed. Um, but she, uh, I remember she got kicked off, uh, the floor of Fargo one year. Cause she, she had her, her baby in uh baby Bjorn and she was coaching and I, I thought it was fantastic, but oh. you know, apparently it's like against the rules. I thought it was shenanigans that she got kicked off. Wow. That is shenanigans. I call, I do. I declare shenanigans on the Fargo dome floor. Let's seriously. Let's, yeah. What's, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, the baby just flop around. They're all happy hey. in that thing. They don't, they don't Listen, give a damn. I'm not trying. Maybe I'm going to get canceled for saying this, but oh no! The, the, if they you let the service dogs down there, you got animals. <laughs> there was a dog down there. There's dogs. Why the can't what? you? I don't know yes. this. No, there 20... was what? 16 Fargo 2016. I'm pretty oh, there sure. was one more recent than that. There well, was, that was like what I was at. Uh, might have been two years ago. 18. There was um a girl I think from Team Washington. I don't know, needed a support dog for some reason. There was just like a golden retriever just hanging out oh. down down on the floor. Which is, you know what? I'm not kicking a dog out, but I'm saying if you can have a dog, you can have a baby. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
So Marcy's uh, Marcy's last name, I th- I'm pretty sure, is uh, is now Lane. So maybe maybe she'll come on the show. Okay, or or Catherine Shy. Uh, she's okay. more more recently done done both things. I would say so. I will do that. And we can uh, <laughs> we can. You, you never. I think what those experiences are terrible, Christian. You're never gonna forget how bad they are. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say. Listen, no. I, I got. I got I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Christian, why would you wash your hands? You should wash your dinghy, if anything. I I, I wash. <laughs> I'm completely washed at all times. You wash your dinghy in the public bathroom? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what? Stop. <laughs> just stop. We got to move on. We're going to questions from friends before uh, we just get question, cut off completely. Question. Before Zuckerberg shuts us down. Zuckerberg's going to shut us down, dude. What are you doing? Christian, right. question from friends. Have you ever washed your dinghy in a public bathroom? <laughs> <sighs> no. That on it. Um, next next oh, question. Um, we're having too much fun. If Mark Perry had stayed at 74 in 2007, what does Ben see as a score in the finals? Or does Perry oh, lose to Gavin God. in the semis? Why do you guys always do these ones to me? You know, I hate, you know, I hate these type of questions. Why do you hate them? Well, I, I'm glad I asked it now. Why? Because, you know, like, I, I only like to if, – if we can somehow get an answer on it, I – then it's okay. Let's talk about it. And let's then let's go do it. Right. Let's talk about it. And then let's, let's back up the talk. Um, but in these situations, like me wrestling Ed Ruth, it's like, well, you know, I have ideas in my head of what would have happened, but I can't prove it. So I don't want to say, so when it's me, when it's me, I don't like saying it's I could do this unless I could actually prove I could do this, you know? Okay. So well, then wrestle Mark I, Perry. It's very simple. Just say you would, you would have pinned him. Just say you would pin him in a tilt and we can move on. I never tilted anyone. Those are, listen, tilts are a waste of time. He's like the most prolific tilter of all time. He pins people in tilts yeah, sometimes. Yeah, he pinned Malik Heinzelman he in a tilt. He just bar everyone and pin them. Well, simple enough. There you go. Do you know they're painting our building? Oh, my gosh. We're getting painted right as we speak. I don't know. What? What do you mean? They're painting outside. Like the very front of our building is getting painted. I wonder why there was a, a ladder against our door. All right, unrelated. Bracky's distracting us. Sorry. All right, so you say you would pin him in a in a tilt. All right, got it. Um, <laughs> you said it. Yeah, those were your if words. It would, be ben. A pin, it, it would be a cradle. I would tilt or waste of time. I would never. I would cradle him. Okay. Um, All right. You think the NCAA will become like the senior level, where top people only compete a few times each year? I hope not. I, I think too. that'd be dumb. I think it's yeah. terrible. I think I think it's one of the reasons i think it's one of the you know everyone everyone knows this is, this is my favorite thing everyone knows why wrestling is is held back or that everyone thinks they their thing is the reason that oh this is why we're not whatever we are as a sport well i really do believe that one of the things that holds back wrestling is that the pinnacle of our sport we do not see a consistent we do not see the athletes compete consistently we see we're not you're talking about the senior level not the ncaa's correct yeah yeah, and that's yeah. why conversely, conversely, NCA wrestling, which is inarguably uh, an inferior, I don't want to say inferior, but I already did. But they're not as good as the senior level guys yet that's at that point. Fair. I mean, I, I don't know how they could even argue that point. Yeah, that's you can't argue that. Um, okay, so but it's more popular because one, there's there's a lot of reasons for that. One, you have the teams, you have the college, you have the you know the tie there. But that, you know from 
November 1 to the end of March, basically every weekend, or you can watch wrestling. You can watch these guys compete, and you'll watch a wrestler compete 30 to 40 times every single year. Whereas international, you might catch Sajulayev uh, at Euros and maybe at Nationals if they make him wrestle, yeah. and Worlds, and that's it. And he's the best of the yeah. best of the best. Imagine if you only got to see LeBron James play basketball three times a year. That would be insane yeah. and unthinkable, and the NBA would not be where it is today if its stars right. were not visible. So it does hold it back, and I hope the NCAA is not like that, though I think this year we're going to see limited schedules, fewer matches, and I don't think that makes it. And even still, with the NCAA reducing and all that, it won't be – you won't as scarcely view these athletes like you will at the senior level. You'll still see them more than you would otherwise. Yeah, I, I agree fully with everything everything that you said that, you know, if tennis – I mean, I think tennis and golf as individual sports are probably more comparable to uh, wrestling than, say, a basketball, baseball, or football, uh, or, or MMA for, for that extent. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think one of the things that MMA fighters uh, – that holds them back is they don't show up to work that all that often. And, you know, there's a reason for that. It's a very difficult sport, but the ones who do show up a lot, the ones who are there frequently generally gain a huge amount of popularity. Um, and, you know, golf and tennis, I don't think they would be uh, where they are. Right. Tiger Woods, you said Tiger Woods only played twice a year or, yeah, I don't know who some good tennis players are, but they only played once, twice a year. It, it, it would definitely hurt their ratings. It would hurt their product. And, yeah, I mean, I hope at some time, at some point, we see some type of system where, you know, at minimum, we're seeing these best guys six to eight times a year. Uh, you know, all, and, and we have some type of schedule where we know when to expect them, that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, Joseph yeah. Floyd at Tropic Spaghetti. Who can make a Pletcher-like jump from really good to elite? Jacob Warner and Caleb Ooh. Young are two that come to mind if they just opened up. Joseph Floyd, clearly an Iowa fan, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, I was going to say, he might, he might have a little bit of bias there. Well, clearly. Um, we, all, we all have bias. Uh, well, I would say, I mean, say it's a jump that you don't really see coming. So, it, it, you know, like I would have not guessed Luke Pletcher was going to be that good this year. I mean, I, I would have said he could contend for high AA, but, you know, how good he got. I did not see that coming. Um, man, I'm about to think because, again, it's something you don't see coming, so it's not like an easy pick. Who would you guys pick? Hmm. If they would just open up. Man, s- Chad Red uh, is a guy that I feel like could attack a lot more. If he attacked a lot more, he's really because he's got it defensively like Fletcher always did. He's pretty good on top. He can really counter. He has good leg attacks. He's just not the most consistent attacker. And he was having a really good year. He gave um, Nick Lee a really tough Big Ten match. So he had he had a fine season. But I, I think he would be one. Who else is, are you just like, just attack. You would do better. I mean, Young um, and Warner do oh, fit that uh, description. Okay, so are we are we – Strictly saying that is a guy have to just be a guy who wasn't out defensive and then gets more offensive, or can we say anyone who we think for any reason he could make a, a fairly large jump? I think that the, it's the jump. Okay, um, you know, one guy. I guess I'm I'm kind of just peeking through the rankings right now. One guy who I think has great skills, and it's not because they don't open up, but I would say probably lifestyle habits. Um, and this is from what I hear through rumors, obviously, is Ja'Cory Teamer. I think he shows flashes of brilliance. He has some great skills, um, but he had a few losses that weren't all that great, uh, you know, earlier last year. 
Yes, I would say I could see. I mean, I was kind of saying this all last year, and we didn't get to really see what was going to happen at at NCAs. But I'm kind of always on the Kennedy Monday train. Uh, even sometimes he tech falls Dave McFadden. Sometimes he gets pinned in the first period by I think it was Hartman. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but he's definitely one that I could see making a jump in perception-wise, at least. And that would not be because he started attacking more because he is a volume shooter. He attacks a ton. Um, yeah. What about Ben, ben Darmstadt could make a jump if he's taking these stupid losses like Brandon Whitman? <laughs> that doesn't count, dude. That doesn't what? count. <laughs> Why does it count? I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Okay, okay. Cameron Caffey is a guy that um, he kind of does a lot with his defense and not attacking. Um, he had a really consistent attack. So those are, those are a few guys. Those are a few guys I could see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pick through the rankings again. Because, again, you know, like, it, it, I feel like when they said Luke Pletcher, you'd pick someone who was good but then made a huge jump. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you can't pick, say, Hunter Bowen or Trent Hydley because they were kind of right at the top of the pack. Um, so you kind of got to take that next tier down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, Cordell Norfleet. If he put it all together, I mean, I, he's another one I got. I have kind of blind spots for guys, you know, Darmstadt and Cade Brock, Cordell Norfleet's definitely, <laughs> definitely one of those guys. But it's also true. I will say it is also true. And I was talking with, uh, I won't say who because they'll be like, why? Yeah. But Ooh. talking with the coach, and they're like, yeah, this guy, he's got it all. If he can put it together, this was not Arizona. Chris Pendleton, huh? No, wasn't Chris Pendleton. No, it wasn't. Okay, although, I, I got a although, good one. Although I'm sure Chris Pendleton would would probably agree with that. Yes. Uh, Ridge Lovett. Uh, he does some really, really good things. I think he has a hole or two in his, in his game where, you know, and so for, for me that's a really good go-to attack. If he had one good go-to attack, I think he'd be really hard to beat because he keeps a great pace. He's good defensively, great, really solid on top, really solid on bottom. So I think that's kind of a guy who, if, if he shirt up that one opening, that you know he could make uh, a jump from like that, say that, Eight to twelve range up to the the top of the pack. Yes, I could see that Ridge Lovett, super good. Uh, okay, who Christian, has the most? Look at that. What I'm getting breakfast at? delivered. You you want to say I can't hit the court, Alex? But if you want to say hi, you can say hi. Who is that? A bill. I'm, that's Alex. Don't hit the court. Say hi. Hi. Hey. Good to see you. Thanks for breakfast. <laughs> All right, go. Don't hit the court. All right. I All got right. breakfast delivered, Kristen. Take yeah, that. Where, you where are you guys? That? Bracky's only got monsters. I actually don't usually. I don't like <laughs> breakfast yeah. that much, but yeah. Monster. Is that you got a breakfast got pizza? Chocolate chip pancakes, apparently. Oh my gosh. He's well, he's just gonna go he's right just in. Eating, All right, yeah. why don't you just eat? Well, you know, I'll give you a couple <laughs> minutes. Finish your breakfast, and we can uh, continue the questions I'm at a later. I, time. I'm multitasking. My wife actually really hates the fact that I'm okay with topic, talking with food in my mouth. So yeah. we'll see how much you hate it, Christian. <laughs> my- <laughs> My son yesterday, okay, so basically all meals are for my son is a way for him to get to dessert. So he's eating Mm, grilled chicken. (laughs) Yeah. So he's eating grilled chicken. And for some reason, little kids think, all right, I'll just put it all in my mouth at the same time. So he has this giant chaw of chicken (laughs) in his cheek. It sticks out. It looks like he's got a huge thing of tobacco. And But he also wants to talk like Ben Askren. And so, you know, smart also because my parents, my parents are here still. He wants to talk all the time and he's got chicken flying all over the place. It's not, it's not a great habit. 
And but yeah, he's like, I'm like, I'm like Caleb, stop talking with your mouth full. He's like, I I put it all on the side, so it's fine. I'm like, right. <laughs> yes, go Caleb. Yeah, uh, don't. I hope he's yeah, not how, about, how about how about Tracy Pyle's haircut though? Yeah, he looks sharp. Hey, I, I'll have a, I'll have a. You said he. I'm not even gonna spoil the surprise. I'll just show you tomorrow. Um, well, I'll have a picture for you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. please tell me you got a T-shirt that says Tracy Piles is a savage. <laughs> Freaking savage. Freaking savage. <laughs> um, yes. So, okay, I think we can go. Other than someone wants you to show off your disc co- disc golf course. Would, would I you keep it on the show outside. right now? No, make a, maybe make a video, quick, a quick uh, well, tour at some point. If Flo, if Flo comes to see me, we can um, do it. No, I did a YouTube video. There's a couple YouTube videos. Okay, YouTube videos. Yeah. Ben Askrens. I want to have a name course. pronunciation contest between Ben and Sion. Yeah. Like ben, Perrysburg Wrestling asked. I'll, I'll kill him. <laughs> I'll whoop Sion in that. Yeah, you, you take him out. You take him out for as sure. As long as Devin Schroeder's not on the yeah, list. If we get Devin Schroeder on there, I don't know what he's going to say. Ben Asker, thank Hydra. you. Hidley. 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 Listen, I don't know. I'll, I'll give anyone a pass for Hidley. Yeah, that one. And the, yeah, it, that one's tough. It's tough because literally you, it goes against everything we ever learned about phonics. But the Hidleys can <laughs> beat us up, so we'll just say it however they want. And that's fine with me. Oh, thanks so much for listening. 503 down. We'll be back tomorrow, which will be Wednesday. Hope you guys have a great Tuesday. Ben Askren, Kyle Brackham, Christian Piles. Thank you. Yeah. See you next time.